I have those, like, fantasies, too, of, like, pretending to be something, like, like a really long con, you yeah. know, like, just absolutely going super, super hard on committing to, like, insisting that I'm Irish or something, like, when I meet a new group of people. You could do that Scottish accent and just... Yeah, exactly. American tourists are like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he's pretty convincing, I believe, he's, so, he's Scottish, he's, and you say, like... They ask you where you're from, and like, oh yeah, fucking Seattle. Yeah, I just <laughs> Seattle, Scotland. Right, Seattle, Scotland. There is a Perth, Scotland. There's a Perth, Australia. Yeah, the first one. The, the, the Australia was there with the OG. Yeah, Aboriginal's been there forty thousand years. At That's least. true. Yeah, there's definitely been people there longer than yeah. Scotland. I'd probably I probably call it Perth. <laughs> but I, I agree with you that like I don't have the attention span to pull something like that off. Yeah, I. uh <laughs> the closest I ever came was like <coughs> I met a group of people and we hung out for like a couple of days and then right as we were all saying goodbye and like going our separate ways I was like oh thank goodness I can talk like myself again and that was like the last thing I said to all of them <laughs> so I, I don't know they might still be out there Taking, I'm something I'm not. I can't do any accents convincingly. I can do like caricatures. Well, you're nailing this Australian one. Oh fuck! Because <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually a Kiwi. <laughs> well, uh, I already started recording a minute ago. Oh. So, hello everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Strangely and Friends, the podcast. My name is Strangely. This is a podcast. And if you're sitting across from me or listening, that makes you one of the friends. This week, I am joined by fellow boat builder and, as already noted, professional Australian. Uh, full time. Full time. Full time. Yeah. Oliver. So the the man whose mom sent Tim Tams to the school, like for week two. Yeah, she must have mailed them as soon as I left Australia because I was like homeless for two weeks before I came here. Right. So that's like a, a month. Yeah. I'm expecting well like four or five weeks standard for anything yeah. from the civilized world to get here. <laughs> so why? Well, spe- speaking of here, here at the the Fosun Folk High School, which has Folk High School, Folk High School, yeah, you're the, the, I've had a Norwegian and a Dane on so far, so you're the first, like, outlander, fellow outlander, yeah. non-Scandinavian so, first on the real podcast. First person. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, why are you here? How did you figure this out? Um, you asked me to come film a podcast in your room, like, <laughs> half an hour ago. No, I mean, why are you at Fosin? <laughs> um, my f- good friend, Nora, Nora. For all my fellow Anglophones. Um, she went to another folk school down south. Song Yorta Hagerbrook Schooler. It's a real agricultural school. They give you certifications as homework. And she was there and she met some people. She's good friends with some people who came here. Mm-hmm. One of them's actually arriving tonight just to hang out. Oh, cool. Yeah, you'll meet him later. You understand. And um, she was about as listless as I was about a year ago. And she said, hey... Do you want to go to this folk school? And I, we were internet friends at this point. Mm-hmm. And she just said, do you want to come up to this school? And she did not expect me to say yes. <laughs> and now she's stuck with me. And so I worked my ass off in a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Several promotions, several raises, one demotion. 
a um, couple of work, work health safety violations, and now I'm here. So you're you're literally here to call someone's bluff. Yeah. Yeah. That's my character. I just fucking love stirring shit. <laughs> as as the only Australian in the school, that does seem to fit. Yeah. But you chose boat building, which is the same bulk as me and uh, last week's guest, Kama. Why boat building? Uh, I knew you'd be here. <laughs> you knew I'd be here? <laughs> Bullshit. No. Why um, boat building? I figured... Every course in this school is going to be really, really, really fucking fun. Uh-huh. I may as well take one of the ones that will give me like an actual job when I go back to the civilized world. Yeah. Even if the odds to get a boat building job here in Norway are pretty tight. Mm-hmm. And there's like five or six businesses in all of Australia that build boats and mm-hmm. three of them are on Sydney Harbour and two are in Hobart. I don't know. My chances are pretty slim, but hey, you know, it's worth a shot. But if you're willing to build something other than boats, this is actually a pretty sensible thing because it's sort of like boat building and cabinetry are the two like high level carpentry things. And if you could build a boat or a cabinet, you could probably build a house or at least be a useful guy on a house building crew. Yeah. You know, because boats have all these curves. Houses are all straight lines. Mm. So You fucking do the delicate, real fucking finicky shit. Yeah. Yeah, just, you can make a cardboard box for us any day. Yeah. You can, you can definitely install trim if you can build mm. a boat. Yeah. And even just like, <clears throat> as much as we haven't built boats yeah. at all... <laughs> We've been here like a month and there's been... He's a good tease. He's a, he's such a tease. Oh my gosh. His gotta, wife must love him. I I want to send all of my burlesque performer friends here and be like, just go study boat building with Kenneth. Yeah. <laughs> You'll come out of it knowing so much about about titillation and giving people just enough of a taste. Eight and a half months in, no yeah. boat, and last week just fuck. Boom. Boom. Long shit. I, I feel like we're going to build boats in our sleep before we build boats in the waking world. It's oh, just, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm walking around the forest every other day. On, like, today we're picking mushrooms. Uh-huh. And I'm just walking through the forest. I'm looking at all these spruces and pines. And I'm just thinking, that would be a good one. Yeah, I'd chop that down. And I was going through uh, Trondheim. Like, yeah. the ancient, ancient oaks and stuff. I think, oh, yeah, I'd chop that entire fucking tree down just for this tiny little curve in one yeah. branch. <laughs> yeah, he really... He makes me look at trees like my friend Forrest Chavario makes me look at deer. Like, I see deer walking around, I'm like, that's so much meat. tasty meat. Yeah. Oh, look at it. It's like, it's like 48,000 calories just walking through the yard. Yeah. And it's the same thing now with Kenneth. I'm like, ooh, that's actually a, that's a good tree right there. It's a shame that it's like the one directly outside your windows. Yeah. Too um, young. No. Too young, a bit shit, and also like a like a maple. I don't know what that is. It's it's nothing I'd build a boat out of. That's for sure. Yeah, no. But all that, all joking aside about titillation, like I feel like already within that we're getting so many useful skills and things. Like oh, just yeah. the ability to evaluate a tree, and even like the way I look at lumber, like learning about the stress lines and everything. Mm. It's stuff that I'd like kind of known from building houses, but like it's so much more functional to like actually be using that wood intentionally yeah like being able to x-ray a tree 
just by its branches is enough. Yeah. And then know how to turn that into like a whole Lego set. Yeah. That's fucking amazing. Just even the, the way he had us cut the trees out with the piece of the root in order to get that certain curve for certain parts of the boat. And then when we were working with the sawmill last week, where we're feeding those pieces of tree into that machine to like get kind of a semi-finished chunk. A kind of a more less vague idea of yeah. what that piece is going to be. Yeah, and, and referring to it as, as assembling a Lego set is actually really a really good metaphor because already from having gone to the Coastal Museum when oh, we were yeah. measuring that boat and like crawling all over those ribs and when we went out sailing in one of the school's boats, like... And looking at what's underneath you, because at that point we knew we're going to be building one of these. So you could, yeah. You got to look around what's under your feet. Yeah. And th- so then to see like, okay, this is where we're getting these pieces and these pieces are coming out of this way. And even like the, um, I actually have it sitting right here. Those, uh, those things that <coughs> he wanted us to make in the, in the forge. So that's my, uh, yeah. That's my first attempt. Hold it, hold it up in front of the ter- microphone. Yeah, <laughs> it's great audio. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll post a photo of these, but my um, uh, in the uh, episode photo, you can see my finished one is on the far right, uh, and it's like it took me, I don't know, it took me probably like two and a half hours to get to the point where I could make that. Of you know trying and failing, I've got a bunch of other failures here, right, and then. That so this one is that really, one is like exactly what Kenneth wants. That one's a bit too fat. This one's too fat. That one's too skinny. That one's just right. And it took you know it took me like two and a half hours of messing around and messing up and blah blah blah, and to watch Kenneth make one of these in, in two like, and a half minutes. Not even that. He, yeah, he just fucking looked at the thing and it just bent. Yeah, it, it jumped. It. Yeah, I mean he had. I I think I had like eight firings. You know, putting it back in, letting it heat up, take it out, bang on it. He was what two? One. One. Yeah. Fuck. He did the second firing just to do the extra little bangs to make it look more handmade. Oh, yeah. He said, "Oh yeah, it looks kind of rustic. You can fucking rip off some hippies this way." Yeah. Yeah. Go, and then, to, go to a ren fair and you're like, you make five dollars extra <laughs> if you if you bang out the edges that that reveal that it was a piece of like long uh, stock sheet metal. Yeah, I, I love that about him, though, that, like, he's very dedicated to understanding the old ways of doing things. Mm. Like, he let Kama and I chop down a couple of the, the root trees with just axes. But he's like, come on, if we're going to actually build a boat, we're using motor saws. Yeah. Like. Chainsaws. Cha- for yeah. the viewers. Yeah, in listeners. English, sorry, chainsaw. I'm calling them motor saws, too. It took me Mo- a moment. saws. How many trees did you cut down that first day? Or that first trip? The first trip, uh, Kama and I worked as a duo. Oh, yeah. So the first day we cut down th- four. And then the second day, using just axes, we cut down two. And then we cut down one more with a saw. So seven total. I think me and John cut down four total the entire trip. Now, first tree took about three or four hours. Your just, first tree was a beast, though. We picked, like, he's got a tiny bit of chainsaw experience. I've looked at them a couple of times uh-huh. and we ha- like went through every single fucking possible problem you could have with a chainsaw <laughs> and then we had a shit tree on top of that that did not want to fall down and when it did it fell in the wrong direction so we just said no nah, fuck it and the next one took literally 10 minutes yeah <laughs> it's 
It's wild. I, I mean, that's it's one of those things like sailing or I have done a lot more kayaking recently, but mm-hmm. I, I love being in a position where no matter, you can do everything right. Yeah. And it still completely gets away from you and does what it wants. It's tricky when we were, say for example, that um, when we were cutting down the trees, the chainsaws, <laughs> not motor saws, Oliver, um, and it's a lot more delicate than just, you know, that little wedge uh-huh. when you're cutting at trunk height. It can go like anywhere in 90 degrees yeah. if it wants to. It's, yeah, it's terrifying too when you think about how much weight and we we weren't cutting down very large trees like they they were decent size but they weren't massive by far like you could wrap your arms around the biggest tree that our class cut easily and like touch your elbows yeah and yet even that is like hundreds of kilos yeah like we had four dudes 200 pounds i'm pretty sure rolf christian too and those two are fucking workhorses yeah. And we had we were like pushing on this tree that really wanted to fall down and it just it we were heaving to get that thing going. It did not want to fall, but like I just hope we don't have to go out and do that again this year. Trees? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's it was really fascinating to me because I've done a bunch of chainsaw work over the last, you know, ten years or whatever, and seeing the people in the class who were like, I I, I wanna work with chainsaws and then that you know, like they were like really gung ho. And then the second outing where Kenneth was like, who would like to work on the chainsaws? And they were like, uh, no, they were like, no yeah. volunteers. And Kenneth, there was like two or three people and Kenneth was like, and you, and you, and you. Yeah, he like, I'll ignore you and uh, John and Oliver because last time you, you just had bad luck. Oh, yeah. And for the listeners, we wore these really fucking thick chainsaw-proof pants mm-hmm. filled with fibers. Get a photo of that if you want. And I was soaring into a root. And it jumped mm-hmm. and it went straight through my pants, straight through my thick work jeans and it just cut my skin. But aren't you glad you were wearing those safety pants? Yeah. Oh yeah. I would have lost my fucking leg. And right yeah. now I've got this nice little scab that I'm hoping will scar. But just, I will probably never touch a chainsaw again. <laughs> Not until that's healed over. Yeah, definitely. I've used up my life. You hear that? I do. What is that noise? That whinging, whining. Is someone like playing a musical instrument? There were those kids running around earlier with like a tuba or something. Oh yeah, there there was like a a group of high school like like young teachers kids. Yeah. Oh no, but like this afternoon, Kenneth was doing a tour for like a group of people I'd never seen before. Oh, yeah. We were driving to that mushroom picking place oh, yeah. today. And we like looked at this huge group crossing the road. And went, Are those person students? No, it's a random tour group. Is Kenneth in there? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, it is. Well, I just thought I joined the tour. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> okay. Ooh la la. <laughs> He's a, he is such a character. Oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I, I mean, the... I've spent time in Norway and Iceland and, and so on, and Finland, like a lot of Scandinavia. So like the type of dudes that are here, that are teaching and everything are something I'm used to. Mm. But I would imagine that in Australia, there's probably not a lot of 
dudes like Kennet running carpentry shop. Have you seen or heard of a guy called Bo Miles? No. Oh, he's right up your alley. Yeah. But he's like, every single teacher here rolled into one, he's like a fucking workhorse. <laughs> and he's, we do have that species, you know, uh-huh. like that genre of people. Yeah. But if a course like this is going to be taught, it's going to be taught less in some little shitty post-industrial area, mm-hmm. rusted down dude, in, like shed with a dude in a high-vis vest saying, oh yeah, here's and this and this and this. Fucking, here's some tools. Um, go wild. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah. And you'll pay way too much. I'm saying we, we pay a lot here, but it's just, you don't get the same grade. No. And It's I- a lot of money. Here, yeah. it's about teaching tradition, mm-hmm. keeping culture alive in right. Australia. It's, it's really shameful because we do have a lot of history. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it is interesting to me to, that some people talk about this being a lot of money because I, I penciled it out. And if I sub- I like what we pay per month to be here mm. is basically what rent would cost in my hometown if I rented a studio apartment. And that's not counting like food and like, yeah, internet and all the things. Like, everything's included here. You're talking about Seattle? Uh, near Seattle, yeah. Isn't hometown. that one of the worst like property prices areas in the world right now? It's definitely very Yeah, steep. it's definitely up there. Like, San Francisco yeah. is, like, the legendarily bad one. Yeah, Sydney, Melbourne, we've got that. And yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're higher. Let's not make this a competition. No, but but there are certain places in the world that have just, like, absolutely skyrocketed. Mm. And, I mean, I didn't really realize when I signed up to go here how kind of geographically isolated the school is. Yeah. It's like, a real country town. You look at it on the map and it's like right over the water from Trondheim. Yeah. Oh, yeah you can swim across that. Yeah. You've taken the ferry. You can't. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, you can. You, you, if you're a creature. <laughs> you could if you timed it just right with the tides. But I think you'd end up very far north or very far south of the point directly across. Yeah. I guess if you started and the tide was going one way. And then you, when you're halfway across, it changes. You just swim out of big boat. <laughs> big boat ship. I mean, yeah. in my town, we've got like a harbour swim every mm-hmm. Australia day, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'd, the harbour is like, what, from here to the other side of that field away? A couple right. hundred metres. A couple hundred metres, okay. And I'd love to see Trondheimers do that. Oh, yeah, they, they wouldn't be able to. They'd halve their population every year. Maybe that's why Norway has such a low population. They do. They, they have like, like big... lemmings. There's <laughs> too many of them. They swim in the fjords. Civilization, you know, rises. They decide fjord swims might be a good idea. Yeah. Every year, it's try and cross. And what? then they collapse again. <laughs> I, I keep having these moments of feeling like, you know, we talked about the titillation earlier, but also like, we're doing so many things that are not even in our bulk. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, today we we went wild gathering. So I was in a group that went and picked, I think we picked, like, six kilos of mushrooms just out in the woods, which was pretty cool. Oh, uh, you were just up in the hill here. Yeah, you? we're the ones who, like, went up the hill and, you know, just a couple hundred meters above the school. We picked so straight up. Like, we, like, filled these huge buckets. And were shit. you with the Stalvin's group? Yeah. Stalfin? I, I thought it was just Stephen. Yeah, it was Stephen, but Dutch Stephen, so Stalfin. Oh, 
And you're Dutch. Yes. I am Dutch. I have to, he says my last name correctly. Duisberg. Duisberg. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. It's always so uncanny when when someone gets it right. Yeah. Because I'm just used to so many, so many mispronunciations. I got that when I was reading Oliver Twist. Because mm-hmm. Oliver isn't. It's a name everybody knows, but you don't actually name your kids that. Right. And I was just reading Oliver Twist or watching the movie, and every time so, I'd be watching it, paying attention. Every time someone says Oliver, I'm like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> I just get that little dopamine spike. Someone wants me. I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, price of the school. What's that? Weren't we talking about the price of the school? Yeah, but like all that, we were talking about the other things that we do. Yeah. Like yeah. that aren't quite boat building. And yet at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It, it, as much as I don't think the ancient Vikings who sailed around in those wooden ships were using pota- eating potatoes because I, I don't think they had potatoes. Yeah, it's a Cause that's Mesoamerican a, thing. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think the idea of like getting your hands in the dirt and harvesting whatever and kind oh, of yeah. like... That would have been eating carrots and turnips and onions. and Yeah, very a very similar sort of harvest kind of rhythm would happen. And I do like that we're very tied to the seasonal rhythm here. Oh, yeah. I like... Yesterday, mm-hmm. or the day before yesterday, they said, oh, yeah, tomorrow, potatoes are going to be perfect. We have to get out. Yeah. It will not happen the day after because it will rain. And it did. It is. I'm so glad we're not outside. <coughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we're not outside in this weather where it's like... Gray and trondelag. <laughs> it's, uh, what it, was that, the Norwegian weather word? Uh, ir. Ir. Yeah, that weird fog. Yeah, there's just like wet fog. Yeah, coming down on you. Y R is how it's spelled. Um, yeah, I'm glad we're not out in that. Yesterday was a pretty beautiful day. It was really windy, but it was mostly clear and it didn't really rain. Yeah. Um, Until, like the very end. Yeah, it's it was blowing a gale. I nearly fell over a couple of times. Yeah, that last couple hours and then the tractor mercifully broke so we didn't have to do the last what three rows of they lift them out yeah they're just out they're out there in the ground still shit guess what we're doing on sunday <laughs> probably oh no <laughs> it'll be a it'll be a volunteer thing and i know. dreamt about potatoes last night did you i'm gonna be dreaming of mushrooms tonight mm. i oh. it was a it was awesome that but at the same time, like, it was awesome, like, last night we got to uh, eat some of the potatoes. I th- like think fresh. they might have been bullshinious, because I, I know for a fact they still have old potatoes in the cell that they need to get rid of. No, those are those are freshies, for sure. Sure? Oh, yeah. I'm used to supermarket shit, so I'll trust you. And then tonight, we, we definitely were eating the mushrooms that my group went and picked. Yeah. Because we had to, like, stat, get them up to the kitchen at a, like as quick as we could. Mm. Um, which is kind of cool. I mean, prior to coming here, I think, you know, a not significant amount of my personal food. It was, like, a very, very tiny, tiny fraction of the things I ate were wild gathered. Mm. Like, I'd pick a few berries or, like, my friends would find some mushrooms. And here, yeah, upwards of, like, I don't know, 80% of the food is grown grown locally like real locally right. not like, in the farm on the other valley it is like literally yeah you can see the farms where the food comes from and not just farmed like gathered yeah like you know 
picking like we had the day la- uh, was it last week or the week before where we just picked berries all day. Yeah. Like yeah, it's nuts. It's so They're in the jam we have every morning. The what? The jam. Oh yeah, so much jam here. Christ, I don't even eat it. I had some jam today for the first time, and I was like, that red stuff. Or was the other one? The other one. The like. I don't even know. Yeah. I I don't. They don't label it. They're just like, here's a here's a bowl. You'll probably (laughs) like what's in it. Yeah. And I can't. It drives me nuts. Half the time there's peanut butter, and half the time there's like hummus, and they're the same (laughs) color and the same consistency. And I think they come out of the same like food processor. Yeah. Unwashed. <laughs> yeah, right? There's always that little frisson of peanuts in the hummus and uh, hummus and the peanut butter. It's a fun twist. I think the only real downside of the food here is that, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I eat normally because I just autistically pick a very, I eat mm-hmm. the same thing every meal. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard it's, this is the only slander against first, and I've heard it's not very well catering to oh god my English isn't very good to like people with dietary restrictions uh-huh. like, there's a couple of girls here with who have allergies and stuff right. and you see them in the kitchen all the time yeah Cause, and like they go into the kitchen like see they can't eat anything and they go back and it's not fun for them oh yeah I that's mean, the literally the only bad thing about this school and the weather <laughs> I don't mind the weather the but I agree that the food is like last night that we had that chili that they made for us or not last night. Yeah. Last night. Gosh, the days feel so long. It's like, it was weeks ago. Yesterday was weeks ago. I'm pretty sure it's Wednesday. Yeah. It feels like it should be Wednesday by now. Should be. Yeah. It's only Tuesday today. Christ. (laughs) Um, but the, the, the chili that we had in the, in the little, um, campfire building, after potato harvest was like they made vegetarian chili so they wouldn't have to worry about the dietary restrictions or whatever but chili is a vegetable yeah <laughs> but like what do you mean vegetarian chili well they usually generally chili in terms of like the kind of mixture of like chili make, mix whatever we had last night yeah there usually is some sort of meat in it and if there's not meat, there's like a high amount of protein. There should be some protein going on in there. But there was, it was like starch and carrots. And broccoli. And, and broccoli. And beans. But and not cheese. a lot of the beans. There was a couple. Not pretty big. <laughs> I, don't, I don't eat spicy shit often. Right. But, but you see what I'm saying? It was like their, under, their understanding of like a providing like a nutrient balance outside of here's meat from our cows are we just gonna give like a five minute section of this podcast to all the first and slander we can think of it's only that's it minutes that's it yeah titillation and uh dietary difficulties yeah i mean the dude from that other school who's coming tonight Mm -hmm. he warned me when i last met him that oh yeah you're probably eventually going to want to start wearing your own condiments Mm. and your own food you're going to be doing a lot of work in that kitchen Mm -hmm. and that's like literally the only thing and he he was fucking cooking it up like two years ago yeah i've been i've definitely been supplementing the food with like stuff from the grocery either vegetables or 
I've I've been going through those tubes of caviar because <laughs> as much as it's a, a joke that I love it so much, it's reliable protein. Yeah. Which can be a bit difficult to get here outside of yeah when they're like here is all the lamb you will ever want to eat. Yeah, eating it until it runs out. Yeah, like two or three days sometimes. Which is amazing. It's so good. Like, it's like just we had that pork from two nights ago last. Like yeah. Earlier. Oh man, it was so good. Mixing with potatoes. Fuck yeah. Yeah, half the time it's like mind blowingly good, and then the other half the time it's like here are a bunch of separate things. We're calling it salad night. Make your own. <laughs> Did you see my taco on taco night? Yeah. <laughs> it was just meat and a bit of cheese, and it was so fat. <laughs> I needed that protein. Uh, as we uh, get to the end of our time on this episode, um, I want to do a lightning round with you. So, uh, the, the briefest answer you can, uh, and uh, we'll see how this goes. What's your favorite thing you've done so far at Fosin? Sale. What is your least favorite thing you've done so far at Fosin? Dig potatoes. <laughs> I was really, I was, me and like the three other dudes in line around me, we were talking about like, isn't it kind of fucked up how we pay to work here? Like we're all we're starting to have a revolution. It really is some Tom Sawyer like painting the fence level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, what comes to mind when I say the word Tim Tams? Slam. Milk. Do they know what a Tim Tam Slam is? Uh, no, actually, describe a Tim Tam Slam. Uh, it takes a little Tim Tam. It's like a little rectangular, like, you know, it'll, you can fit like four or five in the palm of your hand. Little. And you bite off either opposite corner. You use it like a straw. And it's made out of chocolate and wafer. Chocolate wafer, really. And you just suck the milk out of your cup through it like a straw until you're getting chocolate milk until it just stops and then you just eat the sopping wet milk wafer (laughs) and that's a Tim Tam slam and it's like I think Australia's probably sixth best cultural import behind I don't know the chats Australian crawl and the hills hoist and a couple other things (laughs) what comes to mind when you hear the word milk um me you literally have like a two liter carton of milk on my desk. I get dehydrated when I talk. <laughs> Am I gonna? Are we gonna get to the quick lunch in my pocket? Do you have a quick lunch in your pocket? I've always got one on me. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I would, yes, I would love to eat. Wait, wait. Uh, I'd love to eat one, but. I don't want to eat on air, so I'm going to sign off and we will eat a quick lunch. (laughs) Uh, Oh, before we go, what is is your favorite Norwegian word? Um, I don't have a favorite Norwegian, but I have a favorite Danish. All right, hit me. (laughs) Skumfidus. Skumfidusa. Skumfidusa. Vil du have skumfidus? Yeah, I will have skumfidus. That are good schmack. It's like a foam idea. Foam idea, yeah. Skum foam idea. Fidus. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Strangely and Friends, the podcast. As always, always, this podcast is made possible by all of my amazing. (laughs) By Oliver. (laughs) 
<laughs> and my amazing supporters on Patreon, if you'd like to support this podcast or send questions in to me or for Oliver or any of the other guests I've had lately, you can check it out at patreon.com slash strangely, or you can send an email to strangely at tuta.io, T-U-T-A dot I-O. <laughs> I can spell. For them, stop it. All right. Anyway, that's all for this week. I'll see you next time. Cheers.